You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey there. You're joining me for episode 48 of the Blended Family Podcast. I actually have another interview for you today. Last week's interview on PTSD might not have been relatable for everyone, but today's interview is. You all have children, and today we're going to talk about bullying with our special guest who has made it her mission to eliminate bullying and create confident kids. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here today with Marty L. Ward, who is championing the movement to create confident kids. When a 10-year-old little girl hung herself, rather than face the bully back in 2011, Marty said, enough. Despite all our school regulations and anti-bullying and stop bullying campaigns, 4,400 students commit suicide each year, and 160,000 are absent every day due to fear of confronting the bully. Fed up with the rising statistics, Marty looked for an answer. Influenced by leaders such as Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, and Mother Teresa, Marty designed a Create Confident Kids to Eliminate Bullying program with a whole new twist. It focuses on what we do want, confident kids, rather than on what we don't want, more bullying. Welcome to the show, Marty. Thank you for talking with me today. Oh, thank you, Melissa, so much. It's a privilege for me to, you know, to be able to come and and speak to your audience. Uh, I appreciate you uh, being willing to have me have me here. Of course. Now, first, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became so passionate about this cause. Well, it's it's kind of an interesting story. Um, I actually am a success coach, and I have been working um, as a coach for ten years, and I came up uh, designing uh, designed a system that worked so well for for adults um, and uh, it was able to help them to break through procrastination and stumbling blocks and and really was effective and I started to say you know what I could do this for kids mm. and then as I was helping kids to know how talented able and gifted they were which is what I teach adults and how to manage emotions I realized that my passion ran so deep because really I looked and I saw that I'd been bullied really my whole life. I have a, a older siblings. I have um, uh, two brothers and a sister who are 10, 8, and 5 years older than me. And as loving, as much as they love me and as much as they care about me and as much as they um, support me, which enables me to be able to do the work I do uh, financially, it's always been them and me. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the strongest things the bully has is that leaving out piece. You can't join my group today. No, you can't come and, and come downtown with us. You have to stay home. Um, that feeling left out gives you a sense of not good enough. If you feel that your opinion doesn't matter, that you're not valued, that you, well, you don't matter. And so I realized that I felt like I was like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, my whole life, I had this bright light that I wanted to shine out into, into the world, and it kept being turned off. Like Rudolph, I didn't get to play in reindeer games, and and I felt it, it really impacted me when I looked at 
at my, I'd been very successful off and on throughout my life. I've been a hundred ton um, sailboat captain and I have been a yacht broker and um, ran congressional campaign. I've done, you know, been an author, written two books and all these different things, been a leader in my community, all these things where I was so successful. And yet at one point in my life, that feeling of not good enough, never going to make it, not mattering, uh, inadequate, caused me to go from being worth over a million dollars to ending up with $7 in my bank account three weeks before Christmas. And my kids are adults, but it's still Christmas. And, you know, I felt, you know, like, who am I as a woman, as a mom? What example am I setting? Mm. But that's when I started to be able to put the pieces together. Um, by breaking through and allowing myself to express my talents, my abilities, and gifts. And when I wrote my first book, that's when I had my breakthrough. And that helped me to develop this whole thing I do with um, procrastination. Uh, we're uh, allowing people to express who they are, to value and honor who they are. And that's when people's lives and businesses and money takes off. And that's what I said, you know, if I could do this for kids and teach them what I teach adults, well, they'll never have to use me. They'll, they'll feel so great about themselves that they won't need me. And then when the bully says whatever the bully says or does, because bullies are going to say or do whatever they want to say or do whenever they want to say or do it, then we won't believe the bully. You see, we, we're only hurt by the bully when we believe them. Right. And I had believed my siblings. I had believed the messages that I felt that I got from them, and and that and it affected my whole life. So I want kids to shine their light. I want kids to know that that bright light of theirs can shine and light the way for others. That's wonderful, and I think all kids are a victim of bullying at some point. So before we get into your program, I want to. St- start by talking about bullying and why it's become so prevalent today. I know that bullying has always been around, but right now it seems to be excessive or at least quite different from when we were young children. And my personal opinion on that is that it has a lot to do with access to social media nowadays. Would you agree or do you have a different opinion on that? Well, I agree and and have something to add to that. Mm-hmm. which is that you're absolutely right. You know, when you and I were bullied, and I was also bullied in school, and, and um, uh, you know, uh, and, and bullied in school, and the thing is that when you and I went home, we didn't, it didn't follow us. Right. It was an incident that happened, but now it's social media, and the cyberbullying is what causes such incredible grief and pain and suffering um, there, and I'm sorry, I don't remember her name, but the, this, the documentary that's been made by the girl that was called the ugliest girl in the world and how she turned that around, but that was all over the internet. There's a million hits or something on this video about this ugliest girl in the world and she survived and she's, um, there's a documentary about her turning that around, but you can't get away from it. And so the other thing that is fascinating is that there's a scientific law that what you resist persists. What you resist persists. So whatever you fight against grows. So when we say anti-bullying, stop bullying, get rid of the bully, not only are we bullying the bully and setting a terrible example, but we are reinforcing the exact behavior that we don't want. 
And so that's why I quoted, you know, and said Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, and Nelson Mandela, because they turned the tide of history by focusing on what they wanted. And so that's what I'm doing by focusing on confident kids. So it's both the cyberbullying and, of course, media. Um, and it's also the fact that we are talking so much about it and focusing with the signs throughout the school, you know, eliminate bullying, stop bullying, the no bullying zone, all those things. Imagine if kids walk through school and they saw discover your power within every place they turn, discover your power within, and then they could reach inside themselves to know how fabulous they are. And to be able to then, when someone calls them a name or does something to them, they can know that they're okay, exactly as they are. And that's how we can eliminate bullying. Because then the bully is bored and goes on and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work. Right. And also for the bully. The bully is the most hurting person in the room. Yeah, that's, that's true. Now, it's really interesting to hear your story about your siblings bullying you. It kind of goes along with my next question. Um, I know that most of your bullying campaign has to do with bullying in the schools, but since this is the Blended Family Podcast, and I'd be remiss to not bring up bullying that goes on in the home, which you actually went through, many of my listeners deal with bullying that goes on between step-siblings. Do you have any advice for my parents listening that are having this issue right now? Yes, I mean the the advice the advice is really um, to by creating kids that know how fabulous they are is really the key the the underlying key, and that's by by focusing on their talents, their abilities, and their gifts. And I'm I'm actually doing a free workshop um, October twenty first that will go. We can talk about more later that will help parents have different ways to approach this. But if you start focusing, when parents start focusing on the talents, abilities, and gifts of each of their children um, so that they can know how fabulous they are. So, so your abilities are what God just gave you. It's who you, it's your soul's signature. It's who you are. Your talents, abilities, and gifts are your soul's signature. It's who you are. So your abilities are things like creative, inventive, imaginative, um, intuitive, analytical, mathematical, athletic. Those are things that we just came into the world being able to do. Just like a chameleon can sit on brown and turn brown and go sit on green and turn green. I mean, he didn't go to college for that, right? Right. He can just intuitively do that. So those are your abilities. And your talent is what you do with that. So some children who are creative, inventive, imaginative, um, intuitive, become, they love to play musical instruments. Others love to dance. Others love to sing. Others love to do art or writing. Um, others love to do um, video games. So those are the talents that they create with that first, the, the abilities. And then the gift they give can be a performance, a poem they write. Um, winning the game, um, being a leader, um, and leading others. So if we focus on who our children are and start describing them that way, so when they're, let's say they're clowning around and they get in trouble in school and they come home and now they're, 
you know, they say, well, I've got in trouble. I was clowning around. Instead of calling it that, if we said, wow, you were using your creativity, your imagination, your inventiveness. Wow. You know, that's fabulous. But, you know, it sounds like your timing was off. You know, so if you'd like to do a performance, why don't you do that at home here? And we'd love to see, you know, what you can come up and what you can create. So let me know when you're ready to present to the family. And now we've taken it and reframed it. We've honored and valued who that child is and, and therefore given them support. So when you have a sibling who's teasing the other one and leaving them out, it's helping the first you go to the one that's bullied and you ask them um, what's happening and why they're upset. And find out what that's about. And then you want to find out, then you want to say to them to tell their sibling what it is that they don't like. I don't like it when you come into my room without asking. And then you want to look at, at saying, what can, how can you support that child? What, what talent, gift, or ability could they then go and express so that they can feel good about who they are? You know, could they go and, and um, draw a picture? Could they go and, and um, write a poem? Could they do a dance? Could they, if they're athletic, could they go out and hit the baseball with you um, to help support them for who they really are? And to help the bullying child to know how to value and honor who they are and to turn that into being a leader and have them to become the one in the family that's really the negotiator and has to help solve the problem. Mm. Yeah, and I'd also like to point out that there is a difference between bullying and just normal bickering or a sibling rivalry. It's completely normal for step-siblings to not always get along, but bullying is on a different playing field, really. Uh, Marty, can you tell us some signs to look for when trying to determine if your child is being bullied? I imagine they don't always tell a parent what's going on. So what should we look out for? Well, I would be looking for a child who... um, become starts to get sick often uh whether it's cold or whether it doesn't really look like they are sick but they they say they're sick uh stomach aches when i was in sixth grade i was being bullied and i ended up i got sick legitimately at the beginning of the year and i and i said oh this is fun i don't have to go to school when i do this and i really got sick so often during that year to avoid the bully that i ended up having to stay back i mean i passed but my family wanted me to do better than just pass. But, you know, and so therefore I thought my whole life I was stupid. So it can have other ramifications. Mm-hmm. Um, so if a child starts to get sick uh, more often than usual, um, if they withdraw, um, they go to their room a lot, if they, you find them hiding under the covers, um, if you, you would want to look for signs of cutting um, where they are hurting themselves, uh, are they hurting themselves in some other way? If you find that they're even banging their heads against the wall, smaller children, mm. um, things like that. Um, so usually the child who's being bullied is going to be the withdrawing child. They could also be acting out um, and be and they, the bully, they could be being bullied and therefore they also could be acting out at home um, more. And you don't understand why they're so angry, why they're so frustrated. Because when you feel powerless, that's when you're going to, your frustration and your anger is going to be expressed. Right. Um, and so you want to find out why they're frustrated, what's making them angry. 
um, that they feel powerless. Okay. And I think you kind of answered my next question already, um, which is what are some things that parents and family members can do at home to help a child who's being bullied? And I, you talked a lot about uh, making them feel better about themselves. Do you have anything else to add to that? Well, yeah. In other words, the, the bullying child is, the, is, more hurt, is as hurting as the child that they bully. So we want to look to see where they're feeling empty, where they're feeling um, not important, not listened to, not heard. Um, what is their frustration? Uh, where do they feel insignificant, inadequate? Um, where are they um, frustrated? Uh, so they could be doing academically not well, and they could be taking it out on a child who is actually doing well at school and could be calling them names mm. um, and, you know, and, you know, you big nerd and you're a jerk and, you know, whatever names they come up with because they're they're jealous because they're they feel that they can't do what that child can do. And so they strike out. So when they strike out, it's important not to go to the I mean, to go to, not to punishment, but to go and find out where is it that they, why is it that they feel so frustrated? What's going on for them at home with their siblings, uh, with relatives or at school on the playground? Also, it could be um, teachers. It could be the gym teacher or the um, coach who's not letting them play and they're sitting on the bench the whole time. Um, there could be bullying going on there, so you want to investigate that. The, the coach might be calling them names or saying, don't throw like a girl, you know, or you throw like a girl, and then the kids pick on that and say, oh, and they start building on that. Yeah, so I think communication is key here. If your child is the bully or is being bullied, I think you really need to talk to your kids and find out what's going on in their life at school and at home. So when I was looking at your program online, what I love most about it is that you flip things around and instead of focusing on bullying, you put the focus on creating confident kids to eliminate bullying. How did you know to spin it this way and why does it work better than traditional methods? Well, it's really, you know, from my point of view, it's the only answer because since what you resist persists, if you keep focusing on what you don't want, punishment, um, expulsion, um, some of these kids, I mean, there was, a, I think it was a, um, an 11-year-old that had a felony against them at 11 for some kind of bullying incident um, that you and I, I don't believe, would call it that. You know, it's gotten crazy out there. And so with so much energy around it, that's what is increasing it. So it, I knew that that wasn't working. And once I realized that what you resist persists, and, and I knew what it was like to be bullied, I realized that we need to, it's only because we believe the bully that we are hurt. Right. If you don't believe, if I call you a banana and I keep calling you a banana, you're just going to wait for me to stop talking. But if I call you something, if I know your vulnerability and I use that against you, that's when you get hurt. And that's when the wounds happen, you know, and, and some children aren't able to recover from that. Um, and so it's really them reinforcing how talented, able, and gifted they are and describing them that way. So they start to go, yeah, I am cool. Yeah, I am smart. I am creative. I am imaginative. I am invented. Um, and I have much more about this, you know, uh, coming up on the, on the um, webinar, on the workshop that I'm doing. And also um, I have things available uh, 
um, on my website. So, but it, it really is um, describing your kid that way so they start to know. For instance, a kid is, is jumping on the couch and it's saying to the kid, you take their hand and you say, wow, look at how athletic you are. Look at how you're jumping. But the floor is for jumping. Hop down onto the floor. Floors are for jumping. Couches are for sitting. Right. I love the whole concept of what you're doing. It really makes a lot of sense. I think we just don't think about these things. So I really love what you're doing. No, thank you. So on your website, you say that your goal is to decrease childhood suicide and absenteeism by 50% in the next five years. And I think that would be so amazing to see. Can you please tell us about what methods you're using to accomplish this? I know you do programs at schools and I'd love to hear more about those. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's a very lofty goal, right? (laughs) Just turn the tide of history, right? But if we can get enough people in the movement, if we can get enough schools putting up signs that say, discover your power within and take down the anti-bullying signs, which just make bullies angrier and then they want to prove it more. And if we could shift the, um, the teachers to start describing the children in their classrooms by their talents, gifts, and abilities and get them to, to be able to have conflict resolution, which is what I teach teachers in the classroom, rather than sending them to the, to the principal's office and, and sending them home, um, if we could give people resources, because I know what it feels like. We all know what it feels like to be a mom or a dad and not know what to say, and then we get frustrated, and then we say something we wish we hadn't. We all understand. But it's really learning to have more resources. And so that's one of the ways I'm doing it is working with schools and working with um, teachers to be able to give them the way to be able to um, solve problems quickly in the classroom without um, destroying a child's character and calling them names and being put down that we can, you know, resort to when we're, when we're desperate and frustrated. Um, and really to start to show the bully that they are the leader that in, I was a school-based social worker and I designed programs with mentoring and I always made the, the bully, the mentor, Because now they had to find it within themselves to be able to resolve the problem between two other kids. It made them feel important, needed, wanted, that they had something to offer the world. And by doing that, we decreased the... um, the discipline needed in the schools, in in every school that I did it in. Um, So it's really, as I say, surprise the bully, love them, and um, get them to see who they are, as well as to teach the bullied child to be able to honor and value who they are and to know that they're okay exactly as they are. So it's between spreading the word. I have teen clubs across the country. I have one started in um, out in California and one starting in, in Maryland because this organization is new and, and getting just getting started. But teens really like this. Teens really are, are excited to know that there's nothing to fix, just more of them to discover. Because we all feel like we're broken. We think if where there's something wrong with us. And there is nothing wrong with us. There's nothing to fix, just more of us to discover. And when we do that, we can discover our power within and spread that across the country and start to have it spread from schools to to organizations, from organizations to government, from government and out. Um, and, and in that way to be able to be able to decrease the, the suicide rate and absenteeism, just so you know, it Every time a child is absent, it costs school districts $30 
plus all the other costs. So it can cost up over $2 million a year for children who are absent. So it's not only an emotional um, and drain and, and tragedy to our children, but it's a financial drain on the schools. When kids aren't going to schools like I didn't uh, because they're afraid of the bully. Mm. Um, and suicide, of course, is quite obvious. You know, when they when they feel that there's no option, when they've been when they feel that they they are whatever they were called and they believe it, then they want to leave or cut themselves. Mm. So what can we do? How can we all get involved in this movement with you? Well, you can go to my website and there is an opt in link that says join the movement. And we'd love to have you click on that and join. If you have teenagers and or um, clubs that can be organized within your school, I'd love to be able to work with you um, as parents or teachers, administrators to get the club started in the schools, um, to be able to um, come to, um, I have, a, as I say, a webinar or a workshop that I'm going to be doing online to learn more about it so that you can develop um, some of your own resources in, within yourself. And um, by really getting the word out that what we resist persists, let's stop talking. Let's talk about creating confident kids and to turn the tide of history by, by being able to create more and more confident kids um, who will be leaders and be the bright light and let their bright light shine so that they will lead the way for others to follow. That's terrific. And I see that you do private coaching as well. So if a family maybe needs some help for bullying going on within the family unit, this would probably be really beneficial or any child who's having a hard time coping with a bully. Marty, you do this over Skype, right? So tell us a little bit about your private coaching. Well, private coaching, um, I can either work, um, you know, with the, with the parents or the child. Um, and yes, I do it over Skype. Um, I'm located in Florida, but um, I do do it over Skype, and it works. Um, it can work as effectively over Skype as it does in person, and it's it's really helps um, to really. I, I see things from a fresh perspective. I give people hope. They are able to see that it is possible. Um, marriage relationships, you know, when they're not working well, um, you know, overnight it can really change um, by just getting a, a new way of seeing things. Um, and children learn how to, you get more cooperation from your children, um, which gives you more free time. I help parents to learn how to focus on themselves in a way that allows them to, to feel more nurtured and supported so that they have more and more to give um, in a healthy way to their children. Mm. So we can do individual um, as well as I'll be having um, a group membership program that will be starting soon so that you could get ongoing monthly support. Um, so that would also be a way to get support. Um, I do have a book um, out there called Get Clear, Get Confident, Get Going, which actually is about eliminating procrastination. But what it is is my basic principles that I teach And so it um, is a very um, straightforward way to learn more about how to see things differently and how to honor and value who you are and all your talents, gifts, and abilities as an adult so that you feel, again, nurtured, supported, um, fulfilled with your life. 
and that can help immensely um, in, in help the keeping the family unit together and um, dealing with all the challenges that come up with, with blended families. Yeah. And I know you talked a bit about your special workshops. I know you have one in only two days after this airs, which is October 14th. And then you said October 21st. Can no, you talk- actually, you know, I did change the date from okay. the 14th to the 21st. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That gives us a little bit more time. So um, tell us a little bit more about the workshops, who they're for and how they can help. Um, well, the workshop will be about uh, four parents, and it's going to give you four simple steps to prepare your kid to successfully deal with the bully. Okay. Um, it's going to be, you know, um, it's giving you ideas of, of what parents, some parents have done to be able to immunize their, their kids against the bully's words or actions. And um, one simple thing that you can do to increase your kid's ability to cope with the mean kids, you know, so that, so that this will uh, help them to feel more confident and secure about who they are. And I'll mention a couple of the two big mistakes that parents make when talking with their child about the bully um, so that you want to definitely avoid those. And how a parent um, can, how you can give your kid the support they need and have more time for you, which is so important. Um, and so, you know, by doing that, it'll really give you some time freedom that you truly desire, as well as your child feeling more supported and therefore more cooperative. Okay. And what is the best way for people to find you and contact you? Well, the best way would be to go um, to my website at createconfidentkids.com. That's createconfidentkids.com. And there is, as I say, to join the movement, you could opt in. Um, I'm also, um, there's a contact page there so that you could contact me directly. And in fact, I'm happy to um, give you my email address, which is marty at createconfidentkids.com and my phone number, which is 321-848-4997. Wow, that's wonderful. And I will put all of your links in the show notes for the listeners in case you can't write that down right now. Marty, do you have any final words of advice or encouragement for our listeners today? Know that you're not broken. Mm. Know that as parents, we all feel we're not doing a good enough job. Know that you have um, talents, gifts, and abilities that make you very special and a gift to your child. And really give yourself um, the, the, by knowing your talent, I, you know, everyone always says, you know, love yourself. And I always think, well, no kidding. Why don't you tell me how? And if you really look at how talented, able, and gifted you are, that's the foundation for you being able to love yourself, to, to like yourself, to care about yourself more. And as you do that, you will have more and more to give to your kids and to teach them to honor and value who they are because your example is crucial for them. And then to take the time to turn and look at your child when they're talking to you and with total focus so that they know that you, that you are hearing them and then they will not pull on you so much. They will, they will be satisfied 
when we're distracted and we're talking to them while we're cooking or on the phone or whatever else we're doing, they don't feel heard. And that's when the frustrations build and they feel neglected and, and left out and not valued. But when we literally stop doing what we're doing, turn and look at them in the eye and say, what is it that you need? And really listen. That's when they can feel valued. And if you can't do it in that moment, that's fine too. You say, I can't do it with you right now. I can be with you in 10 minutes. And then make sure that you are there in 10 minutes. If you can't be there in 10 minutes, you go and tell them it's going to take you 20 minutes. You'll be back in 10 more minutes and then go be, be there. And that's how you rebuild the trust with the child. And from those foundational structures, you can start to have more cooperation and understanding um, and peace and harmony within the family. That's wonderful, wonderful advice. Marty, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think I can say on behalf of all of my listeners and parents everywhere, a big thank you for what you are doing for our children. Oh, thank you. And listeners, check out my website at blendedfamilypodcast.com for all of Marty's links and information. And we will be back next week with another show. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.